are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want us to go to John the ninth chapter. Now when I say kicking over sacred cows, let me explain it just a little bit. Over in India, there's religion over there that says, you know, they worship the cow, they wouldn't dare eat it because they're afraid it's their grandmother or something, come back as a cow. The very thing they need the most of, they wouldn't dare eat it, they want to worship it. So it really holds them in bondage. The sacred cow holds them in bondage, causes many of them to die, and I'm talking about literally die, but here in the United States, we have people that worship the Bible, wouldn't dare do it sometimes, and yet the Bible, the thing they worship, holds them in bondage because of certain misunderstandings of the scriptures. I think I've said this before, may have said it in the other service. The Bible's so simple you'd have to have someone to help you misunderstand it, but we have had a lot of help down through the years. <laughs> Let's read from John's Gospel, the ninth chapter. And Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh, when no man can work. Now, many people would take this scripture, and I've heard people say this, well, you know, Brother Caps, the Bible says the man was born blind for the glory of God. Well, no, the Bible didn't say that. That's what somebody thought the Bible said. But if you study this in the context, you'll find out that is not what the Bible said. Now, let's look at it very closely. They asked the question of Jesus, did this man sin or his parents sin cause this man to be born blind? Now see, there's an idea among religious people that all the bad things that happened, God caused it or allowed it. Well, that's just not true. Now under the old covenant, you'll find out, in fact, that's where a lot of this idea got started, under the old covenant, the Old Testament, people there under the Old Covenant, that's what they believe. They believe that everything that happened came from God, good or bad. That was the general idea that they had. That's why Job said what he did. That's why many of the other things are said under the Old Covenant is because they believe that everything that happened to them, whether it was good or bad, came from God. Now, you know, that is in a lot of people's theology today, but it's just simply not true. James, the first chapter, says that every good and perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift. In other words, he never turns from that. So there are bad things that happen to people in life. There are situations and circumstances that come in life that are not of God, is not the will of God, and God didn't have anything to do with it. 
But yet, because it did come, and because God didn't step in and supernaturally just slap it away and stop it from happening, they say it must have been God's will. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Now, the devil would like for us all to believe that and embrace that theology. That, yes, this is just God's will for me. I've had people, and I've heard them say it. I heard it preached from pulpits. Whatever happens to you in life is God's will for you. Now, wouldn't we be in a mess if we believed that? I mean all time. If that were true, if that idea were true, that theory were true, then why would you need to pray? I mean, it wouldn't be any need to pray and everything that happened to you was God's will. I mean, all you had to do to stay in God's will is just be there. And God's will is going to happen to you. Good or bad, you know. I mean, it don't take a whole lot, you know, to just be there. Everybody got to be somewhere. So we need to realize, though, that the things that come to you in life that cause distress and catastrophic events that take place is not the will of God and not necessarily the will of God in anybody's situation. Many times it comes because of our own mistakes and sometimes it comes because of a lack of knowledge. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So the disciples here said to Jesus, whose sin caused this man to be born blind? Now see, he's blind from his birth. Now I said, was it his sin or his parents' sin? Now that sounds like a foolish question, doesn't it? Because here's a guy that was born this way and they won't know if he sinned and caused himself to be born blind. But you see, the Jews in those days believed that a child could sin in his mother's womb. Now that's the reason they asked the question that way. They thought, well, now possibly the child sinned before he was born. That's the reason he's born blind. But now listen to Jesus now, how he answers that. Neither has this man sinned nor his parents. Now let's stop for just a minute. Let me show you why you cannot interpret this the way some people interpret it and say, well, the man was born blind. Jesus said the man was born blind for the glory of God because that's not what Jesus said. If you can interpret it literally, do so. But now here we find the words that Jesus speaks, neither has this man sinned nor his parents. Now the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you can't take that literally if you do what Jesus lied about it. So you've got to look at it in a different light. What Jesus is doing here, and this will shorten it a little and help you to understand what he's saying. The question was, did the man's sin or his parents' sin cause him to be born blind? Jesus said, neither. Now, if you want to put a period there, he's answered their question. The answer to their question is neither. Neither one of those are right. So, neither hath this man sinned. In other words, he's not saying they have not sinned. He's saying it was neither this man's sin nor the parents' sin that caused the man to be born blind. Then he makes a statement, but that the works of God should be manifest in him, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man shall work. Now follow this closely. He said that the works, if, in other words, if the works of God are going to be manifest in him, I'm going to have to work the works of God. When he had spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. And it says, he went his way, therefore washed, and came seeing. Now notice, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. 
Now, when he worked the works of him that sent him, the man could see. Now, that'll tell you where the blindness came from. You want to know where the blindness came from? The blindness came from the devil, essentially. Now, it could have been problems with birth, birth defect or something that actually caused it, but the devil was behind it. The Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, you notice here, once he worked the works of God in this man, the works of God caused the man to see. It wasn't the works of God that caused the man to be blind. It was the works of God that caused the man to be able to see. And sometimes people read that and just on the surface, because it's worded like it is, they say, well, you see, the man was born blind so that God could heal him and get glory. Now, you know, if that were true, then God has really got some problems. God's not schizophrenic. He doesn't just do things like that. I mean, what would you think about somebody if, well, let's just put it this way. If they could prove in a court of law that you caused your child to be born blind, what would they do to you? They'd put you in jail, wouldn't they? But see, God gets accused of all these things. And then they get over there in the scripture in Isaiah where it says, I, God, created evil. And I had a lady write me and all she, she said, oh, she said, I found out God created all evil. Well, now, you know, you better go back and study some more. I mean, don't take one little scripture, you know, over here that seems to say something that is contrary to all the rest of the Bible. Now, that's foolish to take that and make a doctrine out of it. We need to realize some things, that God's word has a continuity. And if you can't follow that through the Bible, then you've got problems with your theology. And when you get some scripture over here somewhere that may be in translation or something else, didn't come out just the way it was in the beginning, it could, you know, just take everything else in the Bible, make it null and void, because God did not create evil. And I think it'll take a fellow that had gone very far with his smarts to figure that out. God is not the creator of evil. But this man was not born blind for the glory of God, but Jesus didn't tell him why he was born blind. He didn't see fit to. He just said, I work the works of him that sent me. And when he worked the works of him that sent him, the man that was blind could see and he was made whole. And you know, if you let the word of God that was sent to you to deliver you and set you free, hold you in bondage, brother, you really in darkness. Now, sometimes if you don't give thought to it, and I think this is why people are blinded sometimes to some of these truths, you have to give some thought to these things. If you don't, the Bible is written in a way that we're, like I said in one of the other sessions, you could take it two or three different ways. But you've got to balance it out with what the rest of the Bible is saying, not just take one little deal here and one over there and just make it say whatever you want it to say. You could take scripture out of context and just prove anything in the world almost from what the Bible says. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer number 7249. That's CD offer number 7249, Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Now, in this series, we share with you scriptures that are so misunderstood throughout the Bible. 
people have misunderstood what the Bible said in many places. Take, for instance, 2 Timothy 3.16. You'll hear people quote this and say, you know what the Bible says? All Scripture is inspired of God. Now stay with me. It'll turn out all right. Don't, don't turn the radio off. Let me read you what it says. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Notice it said all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. In other words, God inspired the writer to include in the Bible everything that's included in the Bible. But all Scripture is not inspired of God. It is given by inspiration of God. Now, let me explain what I'm talking about. There are scriptures in the Bible that are outright lies. For instance, Ananias and Sapphira, they said, yes, we sold the land for so much. That was a lie. That wasn't inspired of God. That was inspired of the devil, the evil one. But God inspired the writer to include in the scriptures what they said because they lied to the Holy Ghost and it cost them their life. That is a scripture for reproof and for rebuke that you not lie to the Holy Ghost. Now, see, if he said all Scripture is inspired of God, then that lie would have to be inspired of God. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, it'll help you understand this thing and help you understand the Bible better. Then there's what Job said, the Lord hath given, the Lord hath taken away. Well, I saw a bumper sticker the other day, more accurate than that, says the Lord hath given, Uncle Sam hath taken away. <laughs> That's offer number 7249 for a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.